I feel well, like... Why are you a constant source of disappointment? Where are my glasses? I feel Where like is my it's so shit today. I said to Mark, can we have a light? But we never know where the fucking light is. Anyway, well, good morning, coffee moaners. Good morning, everybody. Good have morning. Have you had a moan yet? Right. Have you moaned and groaned? First of all, who knows what an affogato is? It's I was just top. asking over on Instagram. You, this is what you used to do with the kids. You'd go, what's da da da? And either his mum, him or his mum, would rush to answer. Don't equate. You have started off out of the traps. It's for them. I it's know. not for you. I was going to say something completely unrelated to affogato. It's a wank word. It's not a wank word. It's one of my favourite things. It's my it's my favourite way to have coffee. Keely is Who can Keely, have a go at affogato? Keely has said that. I don't want to say it in case that in itself is a... Keely's got it right. Keely, oh, right, yeah. Well done, What Keels. is it then? Come on then. Everyone else have a go. Don't look at Keely. Close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Siobhan. It's delicious, guys. You get... So you get a bowl of beautiful ice cream. I had a lovely, what did I have the other day? It's usually vanilla, but I had a sherry and um, raisin one the other day. And mm. then you get your double espresso and you pour it over. Mm. So you get this really sweet, yummy coffee. I don't know how to it. It's sacrilege. So alien to you. Sacrilege. It? Yeah, I can understand that. Coffee and ice, I mean, I hate ice cream. So the idea of destroying coffee Ooh, with it. Is... I love it. Does, it. does anyone else like it? Actually, Kay likes it. It's the only other person I know that likes it. Can I say, it's a wanker's drink. It well, really is. It's is like it someone, is someone it sat in a corner. But is it a wanker's drink? Yeah, it's a wanker's because drink. Because a wanker would say, oh my God, how can you spoil your coffee with the ice cream? No, no, a wanker would say, effigato. A girl from Croydon would have her ice cream in her coffee. Exactly. <laughs> That's what if, I do. If you called it a coffee dump, what do they call a coffee float? Why don't they call it a coffee float? Oh, coffee float. That's a good idea. That's, nice. That's what I thought The other be. day I saw one was done in a donut. It was like ice cream, espresso, we all in a hollowed, out, hollowed out donut with Nutella spread around the donut. Laura Dion makes a really important observation. I always say you're not a true coffee lover if you add milk or anything. I entirely agree. It's got to be short, sharp, concentrated and injected into the eyeball. Well, what about those who love rosé wine with ice in it? You can't say I don't love wine because I put ice in it. Ah, well, you see, interestingly, I, I don't think that's a wanker thing. Ah. I think that's a democratisation and it's like saying to all wine wankers, fuck you, which I like. I like that. Mm, I think I might be saying to coffee lovers, fuck you. Why are you doing that? <laughs> no, it is. It's a very traditional Italian sweet. And, and again, you know, when you look at the Italians, you look how... You know, they live the longest, they are they talk the longest, very they talk slim, the loudest. They're invariably very <laughs> slim and they have a little tiny bit of ice cream with some coffee over it for their dessert rather than us lot who have like Mississippi mud pies and, and sticky yeah. toffee pudding and ice cream and all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Hey Frog, morning. I nearly ordered my first iced coffee yesterday but backed out. I see them as so pretentious for some reason but I know they're not. I can't stand iced coffee unless it's so sweet, it's not really coffee. So mm. it's, it's, I don't really step towards iced coffee, actually. Guys, make sure you follow us on at Coffee Moaning Instagram and tag a friend because we've got a few days Where here. do they tag that friend? Under your When they make a comment, moaning. yeah. And also tell us what's your favourite thing with coffee. And two people will be getting 
12 donuts. Oh, fantastic. And will you, be, will you be delivering them Nicholas? Who knows? Wow. That's something else, guys. A ring donut delivered by the missus with no knickers. Right, well, okay. I didn't okay, say yes. Okay, okay. Oh, no, you didn't say any of that. I literally painted that entire image. Oh, You're going to bring in the weirdos and then you'll have to deal with them. Babe, the weirdos are there. Mich <laughs> Mich Mich Bless there. Her, Michelle deals with them really well. <laughs> They're all there in the shadows. Yeah, sorry, Michelle. Um, oh, Chloe's caught alive. Well, lovely to have you with us, lovely Chloe. You. Are you getting a cup of tea? I feel like you're about to go and get a cup of tea. No, it's all right. You sure? And hello to our podcast listeners. Mm. Right, go on then. What are we talking about? Well, the first story I wanted to talk about before we get to the NTAs and all, all of that kind of stuff and um, who won, who didn't win, who could have won, who should have won, who maybe will never win and all the rest of the other stuff in between. Uh, Scof, I can't stand calling it Scof, Schofield, Holly, uh, all the dramas, Piers, all a, a sort of a sort of rogues gallery of, of mainstream telly talent. We're going to we're going to talk about that in a bit. But um, the first story I just pulled up is this idea that, um, hang on, where, where, yeah, caution, there's a new study. Uh, the number of cancer cases among under 50s around the world appears to have risen rapidly in the past 30 years. Research published by the British Medical Journal found that there have been 3.26 million cases, which is 80% more than in 1990. That's almost, that's, that's almost doubled in 30 years. Um, and so the concern principally is around things like excess weight, diets that are high in red meat, salt, physical inactivity, which could all be pushing cancer cases up among 14 to 49 year olds. Um, cancers of the digestive system, skin and breast were the most common, which isn't surprising if you think that the, the things that, in a sense, dry, the, the biggest motivators on the planet, parking breast cancer to the side for a minute, is what we eat. And the skin one, I guess, is a consequence of, again, you know, we're dealing with global warming and, and everything else, yeah. Uh, cancer killed more than a million under 50s in 2019, a rise of 25%. Um, but anyway, a couple of things to offset this is, the population growth has been massive. Uh, it, did, so it doesn't take account yeah. of the fact that there's been a 40% rise in the population. Yeah, thank you. And um, it also doesn't take, uh, pay credence to the fact that more reporting happens. Um, yeah. It's a terrible well, phrase to and yeah. a lot more early intervention, a lot more detection. Yes. Because, well, I'm not going to say what I think about that because it's too controversial, but... Um, oh, right. But, yeah. I mean, and, and those figures that always scare the hell out of us, one in two now, isn't it? Mm. Well, it was one in four. And mm. <laughs> this lovely producer works said, but don't forget, that's because people are living so much longer. I mean, my dad... Mm, Vicky says You that. know, in his 90s... He had something the other day. We thought it might be cancer. It's not. We thought it was cancer, cancer, but it, it. But you know, every doctor said, "Well, if it is, it, it won't kill him." <laughs> you know. Well, my nanny, it's, nanny it's Thelma, a, got man, breast cancer and yeah. fought and successfully fought breast cancer. It was a sort of slow-growing cancer. They gave a very minimal tablet-based treatment, yeah. and, and it went. So. So yeah. So that really eased my because I was so paranoid at that time about this one in two, one in two, and she, you mm. know that's a big part of it. And it's mm. like you say. What about, we know that there is a population explosion. Mm, yeah, no, there is. Is this one of those just scary headlines? I don't well, know. No, well, yeah, no, exactly. So I think being, being able to kind of quantify the two, being able to kind of, you know, distinct, distill between, um, you know, big numbers going up, but also just big changes and big numbers going up in terms of population but size. also, our diets, so many people's diets are so bad. Mm. 
because if you're eating, if you're constantly eating, um, you know, from a packet, from a box, from a, you know, you, it's not good for, it's not good. It's not good for us. Processed foods mm. are just so bad for every single part of our bodies. Mm. And you know, they're saying now it's really, uh, uh, intellectually, kids are just diving because of, because of food processed origin. food, Alcohol. processed food. Alcohol is, I mean, you know, lots, lots of professors are saying that this, this is the, these are just the bold facts that have come out. They're gonna obviously do all of their kind of interrogation into what, where and how. I don't think it takes a fucking professor or a genius or a, or a, or a some kind of research policy to kind of, work out that alcohol isn't doesn't help and is one of the only things which is a guaranteed um carcinogen so it's like well you know i mean they say don't they that um well could my, my hrt doctor said if you've got you've got a much you've got a higher risk of getting breast cancer than hrt if you drink two drinks a day on that's hrt a, oh than hrt than hrt oh, wow. oh that's interesting really so a lot of women Massive. Stop. In their menopause, get really depressed, are dealing with a lot, and will actually increase their alcohol intake, yeah. trying to suppress, you know, the, the 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 whole myriad of symptoms that can come with the menopause, and uh, might avoid HRT. Can I ask this question? And it is a question that I always strike me. I suppose I'm asking it from the perspective also of being a recovering <clears throat> alcoholic. If this is known, and quite understandably, huge numbers of people, my mum's ex, Liz, who tragically passed away, um, you know, lots of people who survive cancer or get, or get better from cancer do carry on drinking. If there is this absolutely irrefutable evidence that it is dangerous, and one has gone to such extraordinary lengths and gone through such a horrendous and torrid journey to get to where you are, why isn't there more education for cancer survivors about the perils of alcohol rather than well, just... Well, not, not, not cancer survivors, everybody. No, 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 everybody, but even more so someone who's managed to survive cancer. But I mean, you, but, but, I mean, you could say that about absolutely everything. Why don't we all, you know, not do the things that we know are going to make us ill? But because I think it's incredibly do... difficult. And also, if you've been through cancer treatment and you're living with the terror mm. of it coming back and all of that, everybody has their own way of medicating just a little bit, don't they, to take the edge off life, whether that's ah. over-exercising, over-drinking, over-eating. I agree, I agree, but I do, the reason I'm asking the question is I think it's yet another example of how we apologise for not drinking alcohol and that alcohol always gets a free pass up and above everything yeah. else, like a frog says. Doesn't get a kick smoke, If we see, if any of us see someone smoking after they've recovered from lung cancer, we stand in great judgement. It's a fact. We think, hang on, this is, and we know it's difficult to give up, but it doesn't remove the onus of us thinking or feeling or suggesting that they should take action against that. So I, I just find it something that I don't, I'm not for a minute suggesting that anyone who, who survives cancer or has cancer shouldn't have a drink at all. But what, it strikes me as odd that the I entire medical the world doesn't double down on it if there's such an absolute No, no, connection. but for me, it's no different than saying all of us, those that have had cancer and those that haven't, why do we carry on drinking when we know it's a carcinogen? Yeah. It's, we know it is. So why? What's the difference? Yeah. Well, what, 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 you might, you might, you might say, God, you've never had it. Why are you drinking? You could, you know, it could. But if you don't have it, no one thinks about drinking in that. Yeah, way. that's what I mean. And yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, do think alcohol gets a free pass in almost does. every area of of life and trouble in every is, area of recovery. Trouble is, we have so much fun with it. That, that's my point. That's the trouble. That's my point. I mean, like we do, like we do with. Um, Big bowls of ice cream and whole packs of chocolate and fish and chips. And hey, but here's my McDonald's, it's quite a all, the but... all the stuff that there's so many toxins in the mm. world now. You know, we live on a main road. Mm. Can you imagine over the last, well, since I was 10, 
lived here, can you imagine how much I've breathed in mm. from out there? Everywhere we look, that's why the cancer rate. I mean, it's not just cancer as well, <clears throat> my, th my thinking around alcohol, because, you know, seeing this fact that alcohol and junk food, out it's not just, it, it's heart disease. I know, Lee Durant, you've talked publicly on here about this, how your heart issues, you've had to interrogate your own drinking behaviour. And it just strikes me as odd that because, just because alcohol isn't, the direct cause of certain conditions, but is a sort of, it exists within a tapestry of clearly identifiable and actually the only absolutely identifiably carcinogenic thing that can contribute. It amazes me that there's no sort of help given or suggestion like there has been to someone with heart disease. It happens with heart disease. It was said to my grandfather, don't drink. He didn't, but he didn't drink anyway. But it's weird that that equivalence isn't given to cancer survivors. I, I, you know, I, I, find, I find it curious. Well, um, I would argue again, to people, to all humans, yeah. not just people that have had cancer, because it is a poison. Yeah, yeah. We never hear it yeah, described we're, we're as a poison. We're talking about people who get ill, and we're talking about people who get no, ill but, with heart disease. No, Why do they get given but the But we want advice? to avoid it. We want to avoid it. And the thing is, it's like like we would call any other drug a poison. It's toxic mm. for your body. It's going to go, but we ne like you. I'm mm. agreeing with you in a way, but we, we don't talk about alcohol in the same way. No, 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 we don't. Uh, Beth, I'm in a high pollution area and my husband has lung cancer now. Oh, don't. no. Yeah. Don't. I worry Lehman so Hyde much about it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh dear. Okay, well, yeah. So, so I, we're going to be getting lots and lots of stories coming out and coming through about what the exact causes are. I mean, another small thing, just finally on this, that clearly is not going to make the bloody situation better is vaping. Oh you know my I mean? God, yeah. don't. I listened to Kay, Kay's uh, radio program the other day. She did really good in depth on vaping. It is petrifying. If your children. Go to the BBC Scotland iPlayer and listen to it because they had really good experts on there. Mm. And you do not want your child vaping, I'm telling you. Listen to it. It's so serious. Sleepwalking into a massive, massive health massive catastrophe. Massive lung problem yeah, in massive. the future. Just very different. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the elephant in the room, the NTAs. Oh, Nat, he was robbed. Do you know what? <laughs> I love the repair shop. Yeah, it's a such a nice It's shop. such a beautiful programme. This might be controversial, but I can understand why it won. It's in a time where so many of us are so fed up with the world. It's kind of nostalgic. It takes us back to a slower life. It's beautifully done. The presenters are amazing. Mm. The contributors aren't jumping about, screaming and shouting. They're real people with real stories that mm. wrench my heart. It's a beautiful, beautiful programme. I'm actually really pleased. I don't think... I mean, the thing is, people say, oh, would you, will say to me, oh, aren't you annoyed about this women? I get it. I understand it. Because people vote for people. Mm. Mm. And the thing is, there's an awful lot of us. So, like, you have a photo up of, uh, you know, when you're promoting voting for the NTAs. And if somebody can't see, like, two or three people they love, they, get, they pass it by. People vote for, yeah, 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 yeah. for that. Do you know what I mean? But also, and we're such a big cast. And part of what is the power of Loose Women is that you'll have four women and you want the audience to like some of them and not like exactly, some of them because that's what, that's what life's like. It's like four different... We, well, it's, about cast, it's about we're casting. We're cast as four mm. very different women. So you're always... Our show would be a mess if everybody was... 
if everybody was liked in the same way. Yeah. That's not the way it works. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think obviously everyone, I mean, the biggest, the biggest, it seemed to me that one of the things that kept popping up online last night was everyone absolutely incandescent with the number of adverts. It was nice to hear someone other than a YouTuber being absolutely hammered for the number of adverts that they had on. But apparently yeah, well, there, there were more out. adverts than awards, I think someone said at one point. Um, but yeah, yeah. Do you well, remember when I got caught out? And it was like, I had so many people texting me yesterday saying, are you coming to the NTAs? <laughs> <laughs> we want to have another, like, you putting your foot in it. Well, so, yeah, yeah, what was it you said, darling? What well, they, uh, this morning had one for, I don't know, the 11th year running, yeah. and I was sat there, great big smile on my face, not imagining that the camera's bloody on me, and I went, yeah. oh, every <laughs> fucking year, like this, mm. the person behind me. Do you remember? And then by the time I got in the cab, I was going back, everyone would text me and go, have you seen, have you seen, have you seen? <laughs> and then people were going, oh, she's got sour crepes. I really hadn't it. It was fun. Do you really think, do you really imagine that when, you know, there aren't a lot of daytime shows that people aren't going to be going, oh, fucking hell, not again. Of course they are. Okay. It's like, I love Ant and Death. Yeah. But I really want Alison Hammond to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think she's... Fucking brilliant. I think they're brilliant, but it's somebody else's turn, and I think it's Alison Hammond. Well, what I think was funny about your your kind of it wasn't an outburst, but your exclamation is. I think a lot of people underestimate. Don't get me wrong. Lots of celebs love this sort of stuff, but it's a fucking boring night. I'm telling you, unless you're getting annihilated drunk and having a great time, because these are tedious events of, of great tedium where you're there's lots of tediousness. So for me, I think it's funny because when I know that you guys are kind of disappointed, not disappointed, or if you haven't won, it's the thought of, God, do I have to go through the rigmarole and the actual sort of pretend... Dressed up. Yeah, but the... I mean, up until this year, given the This Morning fiasco, it's just been a sort of, well, let's all put on our glad rags and pretend this is some kind of competition. I have to say, though, Elliot, I mean, I don't know if you can clarify this for me, Elliot, and this is purely un un unconnected to Nadia. I don't understand... God, what's he going to say? I don't understand... An award ceremony by ITV, by by one of the, the one of the broadcasters essentially controls. Has not always happened though. Well, no, 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 no. But it's not like when the BAFTAs are screened. It's not like the BBC sort of is no. is kind of responsible for the votes that come in and the the shows that go forward and the clip. Because there's not there's not a bit around the bush. Like Nadia just said, the ways in which things win things. It's like with the Oscars. This isn't just the NTAs. Is about the images that are put forward, the campaigns that are run. Um, the social media campaigns that are kind of, you know, pushed out there. So it, it just strikes me as strange sometimes that it, it feels like, I don't know, it just feels like a tilted table sometimes. I think somebody's just said, oh, no, I've bought tickets next year. But listen, this is what I would say. If you're in the theatre, you know, all the, um, uh, the on-screen... Uh, talent. I always say on screen because I hate it when people call it the talent. Like the only talent is the people that are on the screen because oh, yeah, everyone is talented. Always, the directors, the producers. They, the, say, they say things on call sheets like talents hotel. Well, everybody's <laughs> bloody talent. I really hate that. No, I know but you, anyway, you, you hate that. But anyway, so the on-screen talent <coughs> and the off-screen talent, the producers and everything, are, are down below in the stores. So if you like people watching and you like um, on-screen talent watching, you will watch. You can see everybody. Mm. <laughs> the years I used to go, you'd see quite a lot. <laughs> Tell me, Marmite sandwiches and everything, because you're starving, you're always starving. And so you do, if you like celeb watching, 
you are not out on the red carpet trying to see in front of loads of people. You're right there. You can you can watch them the whole time. You yeah. are on show the whole time. Oh, you're on a zoo. Okay, yeah. well, look, the big news yesterday, two, two parts of it that I thought were intriguing. Um, uh, obviously, the pet, pet press has been picking this up. Oh, was that father and stepmother release video? Oh, no, sorry, I thought there'd been a development in the Sarah Sharif. Um, this is, uh, Philip Schofield unfollowed Holly yesterday. What do we make of that? What do we make of that? And interestingly, I, look at this, just for kind of, for me, tilted reporting. So The Sun has run a story today that just landed it, uh, just before we went live, saying, Holly Willoughby takes brutal swipe at Schofield at the NTAs. Okay, so I thought, oh, okay, okay, well, let's just hang on. Because I think I know where Nadia's coming from on, on, on this. But I just thought, in support of what I think you're about to say, I thought, okay, well, what is this brutal swipe? So I scroll all the way down. I go all the way down. She's on the red carpet. And her, she says, she says, if I'm really honest, it's been up and down. Kind of well, has. she's going to be asked by everyone. It, it what has. the hell is she supposed to It's been to a say? difficult year for everybody. But what's lovely is you find that people rally around and the goodwill is there. She's got, you know, acknowledging the people that have. People want things to move on. It feels different. She then posted a telling comment about releasing negativity and new beginnings, which, let's face it, anyone who's a lub-lub, and even not lub-lubs, are posting on fucking social media about releasing negative energy. Everyone's bloody releasing so much negative energy. So it's, like, it's like a communal fart. But, you know, so her saying that, that I'm sorry, it's a huge bend around a corner to, to say that's a brutal swipe at Philip. Listen, I, I've said this before. I've, I've, I've nodded and said hello to Holly. You know, we don't ever, we're not friends, we're not acquaintances because we just don't work together. We're not in the same part of the building, all of that. But, but I just, and I, so this isn't coming from the point of view as her mate. This is coming from the point of view as another woman. Yeah. And how often is a woman left standing taking the fire? I mean, why? That headline why? is just about, why? because you know, he, hang on, just to, just to get childlike and playground about this, he unfollowed her. Yesterday, right? is that I right? mean, which is so childish. Well, she hadn't unfollowed him. Apparently, it said she, he'd unfollowed her on the day of the NTAs. Why aren't people saying, well, what a childish, ridiculous thing to do ah. and pulling focus on you. But as we why know, do they boo and, and, and attack? The woman left behind clearing up the mess. That's why, that's why the son have run this headline, because actually there's no substance to her taking any brutal swipe whatsoever. But what they're swipe. trying to do is they're trying to minimise the possibility, for whatever bloody reason, of it looking like he's being sort of po-faced and sour grapes. What do you think, guys? What do you um, think? Elliot Gonzalez... Because I really am in the same position as you. I do not... I've, I, she's always been perfectly like, hello, you know, like Mike Bumpy, she was just going, I don't know her. Steph, but I the negativity towards Holly is insane. feels brutal. Yeah. As always, as always, it's the woman. You know, yeah. she's thrown him under the bus. Why? Yeah. He, he has admitted on camera that he lied to everyone for years and years and years. So how come I don't see the heat on it? I don't get it. Chagrin Smith said they should have been able to find a special award for Holly Willoughby. I mean, <laughs> press were always going to say this, whatever she said, Laura Dion, absolutely. Um, uh, a frog, sound you, great. Okay, she didn't want to see her get on with life. I mean, it, there's not really a question. It would have been a question. difficult night for him. Can I just ask That's this a question? Fact. But it's a difficult night for her because she's got to go she's down the red carpet. He knows what's that, what that's like, that she's going to be asked multiple questions. If she hadn't said mm. anything, she would have been attacked for that. So he should have just, he should have, he should have sent actually a message saying, 
you know, good luck tonight in not unfollow her. But you have just honed in on the absolute heart of the matter. And this has happened in many, many different situations that we can all think of and we see them happen all the time, where certain people who are in certain public positions necessarily will be asked stuff. It's, it comes with the gig, it's part of the job. And what happens is, whatever that person says, there is a way, as that article proves, and there's lots of kind of negativity and trolls and all that sort of stuff online say, there's always a way to look at what wasn't said, because not everything could be said. So whenever you give a sentence about something as benign and as facile and as kind of vanilla as possible, even if it's vanilla enough not to offend anyone, someone can always look for words that weren't said, because there are a million more words that weren't said than were said. And that is absolutely the problem. Damned if she did, damned if she didn't. She was on the car, but of course she was going to be asked. I think everything she said there was highly professional, mm. totally right, didn't throw anyone under the bus. And, you know, it, I don't understand can, why... Can why... I just ask, what do you think as well? Because uh, what do you think as the viewers? Do you, do you think that too? Do you think that, you know, I don't think she did a single thing wrong yesterday. No, I don't know. If I'd it. been her, I probably would have said, can I just stay at home this year? She probably wanted to. You know, can you imagine what that was like going out? There and then and then I think it was a clip of yeah, lots of people are going. She can't do right for doing it. It was a clip of Josie and Alison, wasn't it? And mm. and and the audience. But well, Josie and Alison have been there through all the fire of this, still standing up every day and doing the show. Mm. The show must go. None of these other people have hidden away. Mm. You know, none of them have put the, pulled the duvet over their head and said, "I'm not coming out." Mm. And and I I I felt I felt sorry. I felt mm. sad for them actually. I thought it was. Yeah. Lots to, lots to celebrate. Um, Jade Goody's lovely son won a special, was it Newcomer? Newcomer Award, Newcomer Prize. Oh my was, God, was this was a lovely moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Which and, is... you know, um, I've seen him a couple of times out and about because Kiki used to go to school yeah, up, yeah. Near, up near where EastEnders is. And Kiki and I would be like sometimes having a coffee in the morning. He would go past and it's just the, the most beautiful face mm. so like his mother mm. and his father such a mix incredibly tall i kept many times me and kiki saw him being stopped by people he stopped mm. and did his photos and autographs and you mm. can see he's really enjoying it and really yeah so i was just thrilled thrilled about yeah. that and obviously sarah lancashire she won a couple of prizes which was really nice too she's um, posher than the queen isn't she? posher posher than the queen uh, really really beautiful tribute to uh paul o'grady uh, i mean uh, it was incredibly oh, emotional uh, i didn't see the actual picking up I the love... prize for the show but did, am i right in thinking the dog went up or did the dog yeah, go apparently up? he was the star of the show oh my god i, I just loved paul, paul yeah i i, I think Rest a lot of people peace. felt that you know how can, how can he not be here but but and I'm, I'm not wishing to that i just wanted to share some of the, those are some of the successes i think the Hair shop was actually a really nice kind of solution to a really contentious uh, category, actually. I think it's like, oh, wow, there are really nice things that happen. Um, and Piers Morgan, though, this is interesting. Piers Morgan apparently was booed as he went in and was, was he says, trolled by, by one of the presenters and what have you. Who but was the presenter? I can't, I've not heard of him. And if you listen to Piers Morgan's um, actual uh, Oh, it was Joel, well, Joel Domit. Who's Joel Domit? No, he does loads of stuff. Does he? Yeah. I don't know. He's being facetious. Please. All right. Um, I don't know. Joel Domit is at all. Um, anyway, Piers Morgan was there for his Piers Morgan Uncensored chat show. I think Graham Norton won in his category. But he tweeted this, which, okay, yeah, I've got no, I, 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 you know, he annoys the fucking pants off me, this guy. 
But he said this, got the tube and searing heat, got mocked by a host I've never heard of, got booed by an audience of shrieking banshees, got beaten by Graham Bloody Norton, and now I'm getting the first limo I can find <laughs> to get the hell out of here. Thanks for a great night in town. Oh, I don't know no, why. I'm sorry, but that really made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> It reminds me a bit of your, it's like your swearing. It's the well, honesty I just, of an award show. I just ceremony. love Toss. honesty around oh, an award show and I love that self-deprecating humour. I just, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know Tom Morgan, but he's very smart. He is. And yeah. he's got a quick, yeah. he's got a very quick way of words. Yeah. Like, listen, I always say to people, if you ever, um, like, like on, on one of my friends' WhatsApp groups, one of my friends yesterday said, are you going to the NTAs? And before I could answer, another friend had said, this is Nadia. Because yeah. <laughs> they know I go, oh, God, Because <laughs> it's just, oh, that Tedium. red carpet is just... Well, I'm so... pressure. It's actually pressure, isn't oh, it? It's hugely pressure. pressure. And you're always hungry. I mean, let's not they forget... They gave the, us a better meal. Let's not forget the infamous oh, night no. that... Was it at the NTAs that Kay's underwear hit the front pages? No, that was... Um, was that somewhere else? No, that was... Uh, that was... Pride of Britain. That sat alongside um, the photograph of your mum that time for me in sheer hysteria. That was so in fact, funny. Kay, Kay has delivered me some of the greatest slapstick laughs. moments. She does actually. <laughs> that time when um, that time when uh, <laughs> when she rang me after the photos had come out and she was <laughs> she was so upset and I I couldn't stop laughing for ten whole minutes. No. Look up Kay's underwear, yeah. uh, Pride of Britain. Photos in your, you yeah, see why. Very funny. Um, quickly, to find a couple of stories because I've got to go. Uh, warning over this story. Is <laughs> Natasha, funny. of course we don't. We love people to have different opinions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Natasha said, I hope you don't mind. What? But I like Piers Morgan. No, no, we, look, here's the thing. When, wait, pe just when Piers. Oh, God, this is becoming no, a thing. No, but I'm trying to. Well, I won't say anything. It's all right. On, you no, no, no. It's fine. I just, I never know. It's I'm just passionate. I've had the wax taken out of my ears and he hasn't. Sorry. <clears throat> Well, I used to shout as much as that, obviously. You did, I never said a thing. Yeah, I never said a thing. Because <gasps> it's a miracle anyone stayed Because I us. couldn't hear you. <laughs> um, no, I, Natasha, I was just going to say, the pr frustration I have with Piers Morgan is, when he is saying something about something I agree with, I really agree with him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I just think sometimes when he's bitchy and personal, it's like, why do that? Mm. Because it actually undermines the fact that you are actually a very smart person. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, yeah. Okay, gnomes, quick. Let's do gnomes. This, the police have issued a warning. We posted an image of it on the uh, Coffee Moaning Instagram stories. Actually, I thought this was a joke when I saw the I did too, I did too. But they've issued a warning about Christmas gnomes. If you find a Christmas gnome on your doorstep or in your garden, be warned. In the Broughton area of Flintshire. Yeah, North Wales. Officers are saying this behaviour is sometimes used to see if the resident is at home, known as a, a, a so-called calling card. If the gnome is not collected by the resident, the property is likely to be empty and the burglars could view it as an easy target. Can I just say it's the weirdest thing to it's do? As a burglar, so even. weird. A giant gnome that you plop on the front gate. It's so not that, giant. No, no, not giant, but okay, a garden gnome that you plop. And if it doesn't move, that's your signal? Because it's a bit obvious. Well, not only is it obvious, I but if I saw a garden gnome, I'd leave I, it there. I'd put, I'd put, you wouldn't step over a garden gnome well, until it came into your house. I think it was bloody strange and put it to the side. Ah, oh, but, but you've moved it. I see. Mm. What I Very would clever. do, Very what clever. I would do is put a fake Amazon parcel. Because then it's not going to draw anyone's attention. You're still going, if you're going to come back to have a look if it's still No, there. the reason they're doing a gnome is because they know that no one else would, if you put, what, well, as the burglar, you'd put a box. Yeah. 
Well, if you're a well, yeah, but every house has boxes outside them from yeah. delivery people. Yeah, but people come home and take them in. Yeah, but also like somebody else might have nicked other it. people nick them oh. exactly. So who who else is going to nick a gnome? Well, this is a very big question. So actually, we should have led with this. Who else is going to nick a gnome? Who would nick a gnome? If you step, <laughs> if you open your front door and you saw a floppy gnome, I, I think it, you can look at the thumbnail of this live. It's there. But you can't get the photo up. If you see a floppy gnome on your doorstep, what would you do? Would you look at it aghast? Would you? Converse with it? Would you? I mean, if you've got a ring doorbell, you'll see the gnome coming, wouldn't you? Edward Bevington hate gnomes. They, they are. They're weird. I like camp gnomes. I, don't, I prefer elves and pixies to gnomes. Gnomeo um, and Juliet. Look it up. Stupid bloody hats, says Edward Bevington. Yeah. So anyway, one thing they do do in in London and certain neighbourhoods is they do um, graffiti marks are put on certain the front of certain houses or parts of walls in front of houses that are signs to other people to go and burgle it, apparently. There are certain sort of marks and stamps. So the police in London and the councils in London are always trying to remove them from the outside of houses because usually it's a signal, not from the person who's done it, but to someone else that this is a, a good place to Who burgle. are they signalling? I don't know. I don't, it's it's a, I don't know if that's true. No. I think that's one of those, what's it called when you have a... Urban myth. I think it's an urban it's, it's myth. It's literally an urban myth. So what, myth. somebody's going to rob a house and then go, oh, if anyone else wants to rob it, it's here. No, 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 they haven't robbed it. They're doing the same thing as the gnome thing. They're saying it's free. They're saying it's... To whom? I to their mate? To the gnomes. Oh, to the, to the gnomes driving past. <laughs> uh, and finally, if you're thinking of the one chip challenge, this is a tragic story in America. This isn't an unfinding. No, this is an American teenager who died attempting the viral one chip challenge. He ate one of the hottest chilies uh, <gasps> chips, tortilla chips, seasoned. He, this challenge, these participants wow. eat a tortilla chip seasoned with the Carolina Reaper or the Naga Viper, two of the hottest chilies in the world. And this young lad, this chap, Harris, um, oh Harris Wallabar in, I think, Massachusetts, tragically was rushed to hospital um, with a bad stomach. Um, oh no, is he? I thought it was in, was he Massachusetts? I thought this was in America. Do, 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 do. I thought um, it was in America. Yeah, I did too, but they're talking Worcester. in pounds here. No, it's not. Hang on. Uh, Boston, yeah, to, yeah. Told local news in Boston that the school nurse called her to say her son had eaten the chip and suffered stomach ache. Was taken home, later passed out, and was taken to hospital. It's not even like where it's he was an pronounced dead. Whole chili. So did he have an allergy to it? Well, look at these. I didn't know how you. I didn't know you could measure the heat of a oh, yeah, pepper chili in, yeah. in units. So a jalapeno is that hot? Uh, well, it can be, and it cannot be. Well, okay, a jalapeno can be 10,000 units. No, a jalapeno units. is that when you get them, you know, pickled, and you get them on your... Yeah, they're floppy. Yeah, yeah, but so a jalapeno is 10,000 units. Just hold the number 10,000 for anyone who's not numerate. I thought a scotch bonnet was that. The okay, t have you got 10,000? Mm. You're holding that in your head. Well, Measuring. unlikely. Hold it. Right. The Carolina Reaper, 10,000, is 1.7 million units. Oh, my God. Wow. On the scale of calculating but, the heat but, of peppers. But, but, this is a tortilla chip. A tortilla. So it comes coated. in a bag of crisps. It's, oh, it's a single. It. No, no, it's a single bag. It's the one chip challenge. Oh my god! I just can't believe that. Oh, could it be? No, it says an American teenager has died off. We 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 moment. must tell the kids this because pe the, you know these chili yeah. these chili challenges are a big thing, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Remember we did one. Oh my God. And final, is this what you mean by an and finally? Read the headline. Something nice. Read it. Delta flight forced to turn back after passenger suffers bout of diarrhea that spread all over aircraft. 
Is that what you mean by an end finally? No, I want something nice. So this, this is a real flight where someone got such bad diarrhea they had to divert to ATL. Uh, the captain said to air traffic control, passenger diarrhea is all over the aircraft, biohazard. Well, that is, because what if they had something really... It's got to be pretty serious if you can cover the whole airplane with Someone it. tweeted, both my wife and I were on the flight. It was a mess. The pilots made the right decision. The ground crew ripped out the carpet and put a new one in. Considering the circumstances, the ground crew did a good oh job. Oh, my God. Someone else said, the vanilla-scented disinfectant used on it only made it smell like vanilla shit. Oh my second God. added, my partner was on that flight, it was dribbled all the way down the aisle. So somebody'd run to the toilet. Uh, oh my <clears throat> God. Anyone, any one of us that think we have an embarrassing story, that poor, poor person. Poor, yeah. poor person. Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. We should have done what's your most embarrassing story off the back of this. We haven't got enough time now. Yeah. We can do it Friday. <coughs> um, okay, guys. Well, there you go. Is that what you mean by then, finally? No. I meant something nice, but I haven't got time for it now. Oh, okay. Guys, um, our podcast went up yesterday. Sun, sea and sexless holidays. Wow. I don't know what those are. <laughs>